Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus, I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment. Thank you so much for tuning in to us. We really appreciate uh, all of the audience that listen to us. Um, we have a wonderful young person today, Angela. She's going to come and introduce herself to us. She's going to tell us all the things that she has created at this point. And then as we do at uh, Threads of Enlightenment, go back and start the journey and uh, backtrack to where she is today. I want to thank you so much for coming to Threads of Enlightenment, Angela. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. I am so honored, and I'm so excited. (laughs) I don't know if it's obvious. I really am excited. I was just like, normally, by now, it's like 10.42 p.m. in the Philippines. I'm I'm literally sleep like a grandma. I live like a grandma. Like, I try to be as healthy (laughs) as possible, and, like, it's actually way past my bedtime. I know I'm like, I told you, I'm like a grandma. Like, I'm, so I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to share um, where I've been through um, with people. I've definitely not lived the conventional Asian path at all. <laughs> so I was so excited to share that. Oh, that's awesome. I know that you have some of your service. Tell them about some of the things that you have currently that they can utilize for their benefit to help them to become better human spirits. So right now I have a podcast that I'm starting and going to be committing to um, starting next year. actually have two nice. episodes out. I'm going to be adding one every single week. So that's a commitment. Um, it's called Pussy Power. I know it's a <laughs> little bit controversial, the name, but 
it's there's actually a story behind that. Um, I really do want to advocate uh, women empowerment and kind of just like liberating women from you know the the shackles of mm-hmm. having to fit into a certain mold just because you know it's what their religion or their parents or society expects of them. So that's awesome. yeah, a little a, a little bit of a funny name. No, I kind of like the name because. Um... I know one particular word, a pretty famous word that was um, started because of that, uh, I guess you could say. Um, uh, the Trojan War was started because of, of a, a woman. So mm-hmm. uh, we know that there are other wars and uh, things that uh, fell empire. That was actually an empire fell because of a woman. So <laughs> there is much power in, um, in what you're saying. So um, talk to us then how you grew up, what your family life was about, because that's the place where we began our, uh, people began to program us. So mm-hmm. how was your family? How many siblings, that type of stuff? So I was four years old when I witnessed my mom um, pointing a knife at my dad and my dad stabbing my mom's lower lip with a knife. Uh, not a knife, uh, a fork. <laughs> wow. It was it was super it was super painful as a kid because like my dad was my best friend. And mm-hmm. you know, seeing my mom just cry like that with her kind of like holding me to her chest and seeing tears fall down her face really just like made me feel like I was betrayed by my own best friend. And I pretty much grew up in a complete family until I was four, until I saw that. And my mom kind of like ran away. She um, obviously she was physically, you know, physically hurt. And from that point on, my mom became a single mother. So she separated from my dad, kind of like hit us. Um, And I, it's funny because I feel like this is, one of my superpowers really it's that i don't think i've been super programmed by both my parents mainly because mm-hmm. i grew up without them you know when my dad did what he did um we got estranged for him from him my siblings and i and my mom had to take on a really big role she wanted to make sure that we still lived a good life and we didn't feel like there was someone missing from our lives. So she took on both the roles of mom and dad. She had to become an overseas worker. And because of that, I feel like, obviously, I still got some conditioning, some programming, but not so much as to where that kind of programming is like something that binds me, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That ties you up in knots, as I say. Uh, we become programmed in uh, thoughts as a result of what people say to us, call us names or whatever, uh, tell us you can't do this, you you know you're no good. All those type programming that we have to eventually face as we get older, uh, because we kind of play those things into loops, back, going back and forth. Those words that become monsters in our life that later on we have to face to gain our freedom from yeah. uh, from those thoughts. So it's good to hear that um, 
you weren't that program, as you said. Oh, I wasn't that program, but if there was one thing I did have, it was daddy issues. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, a, that's a part of the journey that we're going to talk about because you can't have an incident like that um, and not be traumatized to some degree whereby you are now, uh, once you're traumatized, we have uh, a perceived um, idea about certain things which causes us to approach people a certain way uh, from that incident. So talk to us about that incident, because that is a traumatic incident for a, a young girl to see uh, such violence um, for, between parents, um, you know, to the point where stabbing and knives and all those things are involved. Talk to us about some of those, quote unquote, daddy issues that arise from there are dealing with men in any way, shape, or form. I love that you talk about this. So the issues that have developed from that incident have been twofold. The first one um, has to do with my relationships and my relationship with men. The second one has to do with my relationship with conflict. So I'm going to be touching on both of those. The first mm -hmm. one is actually crazy. This <laughs> is like, oh my God. I have literally like a tendency for guys that are like at least 15 years older. I just like, like them. They're just like so much smarter, so much more experienced. And I've kind of like had in my previous um, attempts at relationships, I've mm. had this tendency to kind of like chase after a guy. Mm. And as, as a feminine, as you know, as someone in a feminine body, that almost always doesn't really work out because when you're chasing, obviously the person or the object you're chasing, you know, the, their tendency is to run away. And my experience was when, because I had this relationship with my dad where he was, you know, he was a businessman, he was a self-made man. And I'm actually proud of the person that he has become despite mm -hmm. You know, his lack of resources, his lack of good parenting as well. I'm proud of I'm proud of who he is. It's just that back then when I was a teenager, you know, when I didn't experience having a solid father figure in my life, it translated because our dynamic was I would only see him because he's a very busy businessman. I would only see him when I got awards in school, mm. when there was something to be proud of. Yeah, so yeah. for me, I guess my subconscious translated that into you have to be the best. You have to stand out. You have to prove yourself so that you can be worthy of someone's love. And mm. the very first time I experienced that, I was 17 and I got into a pseudo relationship with a 35 year old. Um, there wasn't mm. any label and it drove me crazy. <laughs> So I just wanted that label of a girlfriend and he just wouldn't give it to me, um, obviously, because he was also a businessman. And, you know, being in a relationship with a 17 year old will definitely raise eyebrows. Yeah. So um, that's been kind of like the daddy issues that I've experienced. Like I had to chase. I had to constantly prove myself, prove that I'm better than, you know, most girls out there that I'm better than who I was yesterday. And it just kind of like created this loop of like, am I worthy? Am I good enough? Is it like, is what I'm doing enough to have this person's love? 
that was what developed out of that like dynamic that I had with my dad. Wow, that's profound stuff. That's heavy stuff, actually. Um, <laughs> Let's just how, laugh about it here. <laughs> how did you um, manage that? Because um, for someone to recognize that you have, looking back, I'm sure, that these were some of the issues that you um, adapted as a result of the incident. How did you manage your life in the sense of, um, you mentioned this first gentleman that you got in, involved in. How did life proceed after that? And how did you, and when did you become aware of uh, your behavior and your patterns? Mm. The second guy that I liked, uh, he, he's not 18 years older than me. He's actually 31 years older than me. So I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> There's a pattern here. And it was like the same dynamic where I had to like, I felt like mm-hmm. I had to always praise him or I had to always like appeal to his ego so that he would pay mm-hmm. attention to me or like something like that. What really truly made me aware was that for some reason, I, I like obviously it happened a second time. And I also had dalliances with guys who were chasing me. And it just didn't feel right for me. Like, it just felt like there's no attraction here. There's no, there's no magic here. And, and, and like, wow. when, when I was chasing, I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. This is so awesome. Not knowing that I was actually responding to, you know, a trauma response. I was, yeah. I, I was exper- experiencing the dynamic that I had with my dad. And it's so yeah, funny sure. because I, it's, oh my God, this is, this is really, really, really weird. But when I was 17 and I had nothing going for me, there was this one psychic like professor at my university. I was in high school, literally like no direction whatsoever. And he was, you know, um, talking to me and my best friend. He was telling us how, um, my sex life would be awesome because I'm so freaking crazy and I'm so weird. And he he was just like jamming with us until he told me that I would be so successful, but I would go home to an empty house. And that just scared me. Like I was like, I really did not want that to happen. So I kind of took things into my own hands and I decided to go to therapy. I decided to work through my relationship with my dad. And believe it or not, it actually paid off. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. I'm in a really healthy relationship right now, like the healthiest, healthiest relationship. I, I didn't even know like I could be in such a healthy relationship. But I guess having worked through those issues made me realize that. Yes, I can still achieve the things that I've achieved, but I don't have to come from a place of questioning if mm-hmm. I'm good enough. Yeah, that's um, that's a great lesson to learn um, early in life that there is value in yourself. And I think that's one of the most lessons that any individual can learn and should um, learn, should endeavor everything within themselves to learn the value of who you are 
because at the end of that or the beginning of that, I think, is when we start our journey of self-love, um, number one, but also this journey of enlightenment that I mentioned earlier. So here you've just now went into therapy. It's a great place to start because someone else can look into your situation and give you some insights. So you're here and you are now starting your journey of enlightenment. You mentioned that you had to face your dad and create a new pattern of thinking. And um, as you go from one pattern of thinking, I tell, I always say that that's the key in this whole thing is that we are breaking patterns of thought life because the thought is what governs our lives. So here you are, you started um, moving forward, dealing with your dad. Did you have any, um, how did you frame your relationship with your mother? My, my relationship with my mom had everything to do with my relationship with control. Because my mom is amazing. You know, even though she was an overseas worker, I never really felt like she was away. She still felt like she was there, the doting mother, you know, always supporting me, always cheering me on, always being the number one fan, the the number one person who believed in me, you know, before anyone else did. And I love her, but also at the same time, it's like we had this like love-hate relationship. Why was that? Well, for one very simple thing, she wanted obedience and the way she felt respected was when she was obeyed. Now, being, you know, the eldest daughter of like two people, two parents who got separated, it was pretty much my way or the highway. And you just had like two alphas, two alpha women, just like butting heads. I remember literally like, she would only be with us for like every, every once a month every year or like two months out of the year. And I literally, there would not be a week that we didn't have a major fight. Hmm. <laughs> so it's that like, it's that asserting my independence and her need for control Mm -hmm. this is why i think it also affected me and in a way where it's like i have a really weird relationship with authority where i just like despise it (laughs) i try to rebel as much as i can and now i now i have the awareness that i'm not actually against that person in the uniform it's just you know the dynamic of my relationship with my mom and the issues that I had with her. Hmm. And how did you change your mindset uh, from uh, with your relationship with her? And how, how did that go? I think if I'm being honest, it's the daddy issues part that I've dealt with. I'm yet to really um, do the same for my mom right now. Literally, like, on if honestly... If I if I see someone in their uniform like staring at me, I would still have jitters. I would still <laughs> I would still be very nervous, and I would just assume the worst of them. And then they turn out to be really nice. But um, right now, how I kind of like deal with it is actually my mom and I kind of just had a falling out. Um, now that it's Christmas, we kind of like uh, rekindled our relationship. 
But how I how I'm dealing with it is practicing the understanding of her her perspective and knowing that she's coming from a good place. She has the best intentions for me, even though she might not always express them in a way that I respond to in the best way. So that's still pretty much a struggle because she loves to feel needed, but mm-hmm. I love asserting my independence. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like when she feels like I'm being too independent, she doesn't feel like I need her. She feels like I'm not, you know, giving her time, not giving her the attention. Mm-hmm. Like my mom and I are best friends, but yeah. you know, she's, she is definitely very sensitive and to really answer your question, I still I still don't know. I still don't know how to do it. <laughs> it sounds That's like you're working it out. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, totally. Like she I, I, I notice that when I'm in a place in my life where I need help, like mm-hmm. it's it's actually funny. I'm here in her place right now because our place in Cebu literally got wrecked not not wrecked our place we we got lucky but like Cebu right now is not work conducive literally like mm-hmm. you would see trees falling over in the news i'm in her place right now cuz i asked her for for help and mm-hmm. we haven't talked to each other for like the past 4 months cuz i said something that offended her and now that i'm coming mm-hmm. to her she feels needed she feels like yeah. oh my daughter my daughter is my daughter again we mm-hmm. we're in a much better place now. Although, although of course, there are still issues that need to be resolved. Well, I'm sure you guys will, will find a way. It's amazing how life has a way of orchestrating uh, situations to cause us to face some of those incidents and those um, loops that we form in, in our mind. I love the fact that you had mentioned uh, how you respond to um, someone in uniform. We call it uh, conditioned response. And uh, I usually give an example of when people uh, see a police car behind them when they're driving, even though they're obedient to the law, following everything, they will hit that, uh, press their brakes uh, because they have been conditioned. And so you mentioned you're conditioned in the sense that uh, you see that um, authoritative figure and all of your radars just go bonkers, <laughs> which is yeah. kind of cool. And it's just, you know, it's just life. Um, uh, we have to learn how to rewire all of our things because, as you mentioned, um, the expectation is usually what is formed from there. And if we are not um, careful, we can miss our uh, blessing or day of visitation because we've already made a judgment about someone standing in front of us, even in a uniform, not knowing that that person was sent to you and I that has the answer to free us for the next 20 years of our life. So we always have to be aware and to respond when those things come. So that's the beautiful space that you're in with your mom because I'm sure life will cause situations to happen where you guys are going to have to have a conversation and talk a little more um, as to how you can move from where you're at. So you've got a lot going on. You're here and you, you mentioned that um, your base, your place of security, home, 
has been damaged. How mm. how does that make you feel inside? How does it make you feel? Our place, um, I actually lived in a condo in Cebu. It's perfectly fine the way it is. But outside, like, mm-hmm. literally, I've experienced what it's like to run out of food and water. Like, the shortage, mm-hmm. like, it, I was just shocked that it didn't matter anymore how much money you had. People went mm-hmm. back to the basics. So I guess yeah. for me, it, oh my God, going through it was the worst, you know? Mm-hmm. I would literally <laughs> like, I would literally be on the bed, just like sweating bullets because there's no power at 3 a.m. in the morning. And going through it, it felt horrible. Horrible. It felt like, is this how I'm gonna send? I'm gonna spend my Christmas? Like, what? <laughs> Crazy. But I think having gone through that, it's my first time experiencing a real legit typhoon. That was like a super typhoon, you know. Mm-hmm. And going through that just gave me perspective of how much I actually had and how good I had it. Because I never had to experience, like, shortage of food and water and fuel. And I I definitely have more of an appreciation for helpers around the house now. Because we literally had to do everything by ourselves. And it's just <laughs> a mess. But inside, going through it, I think I just really have this sense this knowing that I'm being led somewhere. So there's a reason why I'm here. There's a reason why I went through that. It's freaking inconvenient having Mm. to go through those things. But I think, you know, I'm I'm a college dropout. And before I even stepped foot inside my first college class, I knew I would be a dropout. I knew I wasn't meant (laughs) to be there. And I guess after having... Um, the proof and even before having the proof I just always have the sense of knowing that I'm being guided and so even though it looks awful on the outside even though it doesn't make sense to other people I Mm -hmm. trust that knowing because I know it's going to lead me where I need to be and it's led me here awesome I'm so glad that you're listening to that inner voice uh, for guidance because that is uh, gives us the assuredness and how we approach a situation uh, where we are not governed by what's happening around us, but we are governed by that assuredness that is within us so that we are able to handle all of the things uh, that, as you said, a typhoon swirling all around, but the inner individual, the inner spirit of that uh, individual is guided and the calm is there as a state of calm within the storm. Yeah. Of course, there's still, you know, the freak out moments like, oh, my God, you oh, don't yeah. have water. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah there's yeah, that yeah. feeling of safety yeah. and certainty. Yeah. yeah let, um, I would say to people, I remember I was in ashram and, and this guru said something one day while we were sitting down. Um, and she was teaching. She said, let life disturb the comfort. I'll never forget that thing because it leapt straight into my being. And um, it has guided me 
in my life when situations, uncomfortable situations happen, that thought will come in and, and help me to navigate through uh, the mess, as they say. So here you are. You are going through all this. You're with mom now, still um, navigating through that relationships. You've dealt with your um, the daddy issues, as they say. You are now in a wonderful relationship. Um, you have a podcast starting. I love the, the title, by the way, because I think um, women rule the world. But that's just another conversation. And I got that from actually hanging out with my granddaughter. One day I'm shopping with her and I had her in her car. She's about four years old, four or five years old. And I'm picking clothes for her and just dropping it in the cart. And she looks at me. She says, Papa, can you get me out of the cart? And I said, sure. So I took her out and she bent over. Angela and took every single thing out and tossed it back and said, I don't want any of that. I know exactly what I wanted. And I realized no guy at four years old know exactly what he wanted. And so I got that epiphany then that women rule the world right there. And in, in, I think you're in Target or somewhere. So that's where my epiphany happened, that you guys rule the world. So I love your title. Um, it is an excellent title. So how did you... Um, from the daddy issues and all of the other things, how in the world, Angel, did you come from that to think, let me start a podcast? Very good question. <laughs> how, how, how did the podcast happen? I think it really just started when, um, backstory, when I dropped out of college, um, there was another violent thing that happened there, firsthand experience of mm -hmm. my dad hitting me. Mm -hmm. And I traveled to Saudi Arabia to do some soul searching. And I was just with my mom at that point. You know, I was trying to build myself. And I built a $150,000 business mm -hmm. while, you know, I was there. And at one point, I just always wanted to be independent. I just always wanted to make money so that I make my own rules because mm -hmm. independence is a really big thing for me. And I just like, I just didn't like following anybody else's rules anymore. Um, so having gone through that, you know, having gone through the soul searching and whatnot. Yes, I had like an amazing lifestyle, like people who are my age were looking up to me, asking me how I did it. And they just really thought that I had my shit together. Mm -hmm. And then, like, one day, there, oh my God, before, even before that, I just had like the nudges somewhere in the pit of my stomach where I would wake up in the morning and I would just dread what I did. Like, wow. I would just not, like, I would just not be excited to work. I would just, you know, like, I knew there was money coming in. I knew mm -hmm. that. You know, I had it so good that, you know, drop, after dropping out of college, not everybody, like, gets to have so many version of success in a short amount of time, and especially in the middle of a pandemic. But I, I, I don't know what it was, but there was something that was kind of like, there was kind of like a weight that made me feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. And it's kind of like, it felt like I climbed a mountain, and I felt like, like I won and I just like mm -hmm. planted my flag like <laughs> on the top of the summit of that mountain and I wasn't fulfilled. Mm. 
I wasn't truly, truly, truly excited. I wasn't lit up by what I was doing. Like, I'm not like this. When I would wake up in the morning, I'd be like, dreading oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it. And I guess the podcast, kind of like the podcast idea became like a side project that excited me. It started when I saw that like there is this podcaster named Alex Cooper. Um, she had a $60 million deal with Spotify for her podcast and she owns a hundred percent of the intellectual property. And I guess I've always wanted to just talk to people and really know what their experiences are. You know, like I've always wanted to talk to prostitutes and try to understand and try to like see where they're coming from or whether it's like someone who's made it and lost it all. I just really want to be able to get down and dirty with someone and know their story and know who they really are. There's some power in that stuff. I love this. That's what we do here at Threads. I love to have that conversation to see. That's why I always have you start with what you have created and to, uh, and then once we paint that canvas, that picture, then we go back and see how you put each color in and those colors are put in by the decisions that you had, the awakening that you had, the overcoming issues that you had. And as you begin to paint that tapestry, that canvas with those type pictures, it becomes this beautiful thing that you talked about in the beginning of the podcast. And so that's what I love about uh, mine is that I am able to have that conversation, like you said, um, where you're going down to the people and seeing um, how powerful um, the you you mentioned your podcast name Pussy Power. Um, I get to see how powerful the human spirit is um, with mine, and you will get to see the same with that podcast, that type, you'll see how um, this fortress, this once we have decided, there's nothing, Angela, that can stop that human being. Once they have decided, you went, you made a decision, you said, I need help. And you went and you got your help. There was nothing to stop you. And so the power of the human spirit fascinates me. So I love that you are on that journey. And I personally want to thank you for coming because you, I love your spirit. I, I love the, the fact, um, you know, and it's funny, you're, you're right. When people are in that position where they're dreading to, to get up to go to work, that's when you know you need a change. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just really fortunate that I listened to it. And mm -hmm. I guess like one of the biggest things is that most people, I think they're scared to lose certainty. Yes. They're scared to lose. Yeah. What if I don't like? What if I don't get to feed myself thrice a day? What if I I lose yeah. the money yeah. for my rent? And yes. I've I've had those fears. You know, I've had those fears where I'm like, what if I don't look successful anymore? What if I become a nobody again and I have to start over and I have to beg my parents to kind of like help me out because I'm starting over because I don't love what I'm doing anymore. And I just mm -hmm. I know that I did it for the money, and now that the money's there, just didn't feel right just didn't feel meaningful. And it just felt like it was sucking my soul out of my being. 
And I think like just from my own experience, if there's anyone who's listening right now and still needs to hear it, I don't know what happened there. But yes, I was scared. I was I had all these thoughts of like what ifs in my head. But for some reason, the universe, God, you know, whatever, whatever name you have for that higher source, it came or he, she came through for me and it just all worked out. And I'm really amazed. I'm amazed. I love what you do here in Threads of Enlightenment. I definitely would love to experience what you just said see the human spirit, see people's souls for who they are and have that like catharsis, the, the, the ones that you have. And I admire you, Ken, for oh, thank you. following that voice inside you, that desire to have this. Oh, thank you so much. I love this thing um, because for me, I got a chance to see and investigate the human spirit, the human power that is inert within all of us. It's dormant. And usually, uh, as I mentioned on the onset, uh, life is trying to wake us up to who we are and, and will tap us on our shoulders with incidents and uh, situations that arise. Yours um, uh, came from out of your the incident that you saw your parents there. You witnessed that. And from that, give birth to this woman and where she is today. Um, and so these things in life give birth to us. But once we are birthed, uh, we tap into that power that resides within us. And it's something inside. If money was the answer, you would not have rich people committing suicide. If wealth on the outside was the answer, you would not get it. All of these things uh, is not the answer. It's what's inside of the individual. That uh, force, when, when that uh, language and that um, begins to speak to your spirit and say to you, I want more out of you because I have brought you here for more. And I believe, Angela, that we go through our situations in life so that when we come out of it, we are able and wise enough to now begin to teach people how to come out of theirs because there's a lot of hurting people. And I am so proud of you of what you're doing. It's a beautiful uh, concept. I love it. I will support it in every way. I want to thank you so much, Angela, for presenting yourself to us here at Threads of Enlightenment. And if you need anything from us, please ask. Um, and I truly enjoy this conversation and thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ken. I'm so, 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 so honored and grateful that I got to share my story. And honestly, this whole time, I just felt so lit up in a way that I haven't been in a long time. So honestly, it's more of a thank you from me. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Everyone who's listening to this podcast. We hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light.
it becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you. But always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, we hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you, but always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.